The diamond I Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are a pair of medium-sized heel court shoes. What makes them amazing is that they are covered in diamantes. There's not a bit of the shoe that doesn't have a diamante on it, apart from the few little diamantes that have come off. These shoes look ready for the dance floor. These shoes belong to Scotty. This is her story. I was raised in performing drag. You worked live. You did your own singing. You did your own you know, choreography, your own comedy stuff. All that was live. Now it's off of a record or off a tape or a CD. My name is Scotty Carlisle. I have done drag since 1963 and I am now 81. Female impersonation for me was when you look real. Now some of the, the kids who do drag today look fabulous. They have spectacular makeup. They look like a, a, a stage girl. I mean, their, their makeup is beautiful, but it's very exaggerated. To me, when I was taught to do drag, was to look like a real woman, not a spectacular showgirl. When I was much younger, I did a lot of Barbara Streisand, because I looked like her, with the right makeup and the right attitude <laughs> and the right hair. I looked a lot like Barbara Streisand. In 1959, I moved here my, for the first time. Then shows were very unusual. Today it's so free, they can pretty much do anything they want and they have no concept of how difficult it used to be to do drag. They could technically arrest you for leaving the stage. The charge was appearing in public in the clothing of the opposite sex. You could wear a costume or a dress on Halloween, a man could. But you also had to wear three articles of male clothing underneath of it. And you could not be in a dress one minute after the stroke of midnight. The police would back their paddy wagon up to the door of the two gay bars we had that was called the Beachman and the Pit. You stepped toe outside that door in a dress, you immediately got arrested and went to jail. It was specifically directed at, at the gay community. They would come into the show and, and stand in the audience, you know, watch you. If we wanted to use the men's room, we had to take everything off except our makeup, get dressed as a boy, go across the hall to go to use the bathroom, come back and put everything back on again. One night, the show we were doing didn't have hardly anybody coming to the show. It was just really a slow night. So the director of our show said, let's put on our best outfits, go to one of the gay bars and see if we can drum up a show, you know, an audience. Well, it was still against the law to be out on the street. We could do it, but you couldn't go out on the street. For some reason, I just, just wasn't in the mood. So everybody else put on silk and lace and feathers. And I just put this little spaghetti strap print dress on. I wasn't really into it. So we were going to a place called the back door, which is the only reason they called it because that's how you went in, was through the back door. And it was on an alley. So we all arrive and we see two policemen like three blocks down the street from us in the alley. 
So we said, quick, let's go around, go to the front bar, and then go in. And as we went in, I ran into an old friend of my ex at the time. He had been up to see the show, and he was a straight man. And I stopped to talk to him for a minute, and he offered to buy me a drink. I said, okay. And about that time, the kids come running past me. She said, Scotty, hurry, hurry. The cops are coming, run. And I froze. And I asked the guy, I said, would you do me a favor? He said, sure. I said, would you put your arm around my waist? He said, sure. Put his arm around my waist. And about that time, the cops weren't running, but they were walking really fast, came in and stopped right behind me. I thought, oh, I'm dead. You know, because in those days, all of ours had mirrors behind them, so you could see what was going on behind you. They stopped, they looked me up and down, and they went out and arrested the rest of the cast, but not me. Well, the director of the show, who was also the star of the show, said, it's going to happen to you, but you're going to be all alone. And many years later, it did. <laughs> but at that particular time, if you got caught in a dress. They would dress you, took you to drill, jail, that word drill, jail, and strip you naked with all your makeup on and take your picture. Well, of course, that's what happened to the other seven members of the cast that night. We went down to with, with um, makeup remover, but it's in glass jars so they could take their makeup off. They wouldn't let them have it because they were in a glass jar that could be broken or used as a, you know. So uh, they had to take off their makeup with cold water and paper towels. And that time we wore regular stage makeup, which is grease foundation. That's really hard and it's really icky. <laughs> years and years later, it was still the law in Denver that you could not walk on the street in a dress or, you know, as a woman, whether you were in a show of some sort. I mean, you could be in a legitimate show, but if you wore a dress, you couldn't wear it out on the street. And um, I had a roommate at the time that was a hairdresser. And we decided one night that we were going to put a hairpiece in my own hair and do it up for the show at the back door. And uh, at the end of the evening, I had, I thought, oh, I don't want to take all this out and brush it out right here because it. <laughs> uh, so I left and I was wearing some really wild clothes. I had some really wild purple and gray and white pants and wild shirt, but hair and I had a pair of ladies' sandals. I got in a car right outside the door, drove, uh, well, cab, and my front door was probably from Mount Meath to the, to the wall. And I got out of the cab to go to the door, and the police, they must have been following me because they stopped me right outside the cab. And they said, and they said, Citizen, could we talk to you? And I turned around and said, Yeah, you know, because I didn't think there was anything wrong because I was wearing men's clothes. They didn't think so. So they arrested me. But that particular time, I didn't have to strip. They didn't do that then. And uh, they got you down there, of course, and you have to give them whatever's in your pockets and stuff. And the man at the desk said, um, you got any hairpins in that? Uh, I must have had a thousand. I mean, it was a hairpiece with all these girls. <laughs> I said, yeah, probably a couple. 
<laughs> he said, well, I have to have them. I said, okay. So, of course, took all the hairpins. The hairpiece comes out like a little, you know, piece. And, of course, I, my boss got me out the next morning. I mean, today you can see a drag show every day of the week. You can walk to any store, any nightclub, any restaurant in drag. No one bats an eye anymore. They don't, they don't care. I love to, I like performing, but let's be obvious, I have much of a ham, you know. I like to perform, I like the attention. And it was something I've always wanted to do was basically to dance. or to be on stage. That was my out. I, I, I still like to do it. I'm getting too old to do it, but I still like to do it. It's like putting on a mask. You can be anything. And, and still, in like I say, probably the last five or ten years, most of the time I've performed has been for, for a charity event. I don't, there's not a lot of times that I'm asked to perform for just a big spectacular because I'm too old. Scotty's story was produced by the Denver Office of Storytelling. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The, moment we hit our stride, the shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.